BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. Hey, Dream Builder. This episode is powered by Design Crowd. Design Crowd is a website that helps entrepreneurs, startups, and small businesses get creative and quality designs from custom logos to business cards and even web designs. There's a community of over 900,000 designers from all across the world that's ready to bring your idea to life in as little as ours. So head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash dream nation and see what all the hype is about. What's up, Dream Builder? We are back again. We had another episode that I'm excited to be bringing to you today because we're going to learn about the powers of entrepreneurship. We're going to learn about the powers of never giving up and just how do you have that mm, that grime mentality. Yeah, so today yeah. on the line, we got my brother, Mr. Words Taylor. Words, you want to go ahead and say what's up to Dream Nation? Yo, salute. Yeah, that's what I like. I like that, man. That, mm. But uh, salute to the Dream Builders. Right? I did my little bit. I did my research. On yeah, it. let's go. Let's go. So salute to the Dream Builders, man. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to just dig in and uh, be on the show, man. Let's get it. Absolutely. Now, the way that I always love to give a proper introduction is I compare us as thought leaders, pioneers, change makers to superheroes. Yeah. The reason being is because we're constantly flying around the world and we're putting on our cape, trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. And I know yeah. that that's something that you've been doing your entire life. So yeah. the thing that I say is we all, a lot of the times we often know who Superman is, but we don't know who that Clark Kent is or we can't yeah. really describe him behind the scenes. Yeah. A lot of people, they already know because of the team that you built, but also the results that you already had, the yeah. Superman, that's Words Taylor. But what we don't know is who is that Clark Kent behind the scenes? Tell yeah. us a little bit about him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, if I had to pick a superhero, now I'll rock with Superman, but uh, I would pick a combination of uh, Spider-Man and the Hulk, you know, uh, just because, you know, my wife and I and my son, we absolutely love Spider-Man just, you know, 
the resources that he has available to him. We we even walk around the house going, you know, doing our little spider uh, spider thing, right? <laughs> uh, and I, I say that because uh, there's a part of me that that feels like because I'm a big guy and I have this outer shell that people see, uh, there there's a level of aggression that comes with it. There's a level of of anger that comes with it. You know, I'm black and a big guy. So what I wanted to, what I would say is, is the biggest thing for me is, is the reason why I picked the Spider-Man is because I'm not, I'm not aggressive. Not when it comes to just being me. I am more of a gentle, gentle guy. I'm in tune with my feelings. I, I'm, I can get vulnerable. I still cry and I'm okay with it. And I know none of these things take away from my manhood. What happened was, growing up in Chicago, you know, you always have to be in that shell. You always have to, to show like, no, I can't be messed with. You always have to be on guard. And I like, that's, that's a hard life to live because you're constantly adapting who you are. And it's like, I don't want to be this person. I want to be that person when it comes to protecting myself or protecting my family or protecting, you know, our legacy. I'm cool with that. But when it comes to just being me, that's not who I am. And I feel like for the first time in my life in these last few years, I've just been able to be me. And it's so much more comfortable being me. I can be vulnerable with my wife and not feel like she's going to see me as a smaller man because of it. And she actually sees me as a greater, stronger man because of it. So the things that you know I do get now, I turn into Hulk when it comes to my when, comes to my family when it comes to business like i'm all i'm I'm about smashing let's okay let's go now let's go and that's why i'm you know my wife is at home full-time now and and not having to work a job because when it comes to the people i love that's where i go hard that's where i i I start beating my chest at but outside of that man i'm i'm just i'm silly goofy like i i love hard and and you know and I, i apologize i run to forgiveness that's who i am I love it, man. A gentle giant is what I like to think of. And yeah. Super dope. You talked, and I think that this is something that we all experience, right? When we're growing up, especially if you're black and if you're growing up in any type of uh, urban community, it's kind of that show no love, love will get you yeah. killed, right? Yeah. And and so my question to you is what changed to make you say, listen, I don't always have to be the biggest, the strongest, the meanest to get yeah. my same point across or to let people know that like, I'm not somebody to be messed with. Like was yeah. there a time, what changed where you had that epiphany to say, listen, I can show my heart and I'll be okay. Yeah. That, um, there's three things that I would say that changed for me. One is environment. So I moved from at 18 after graduating from high school, I moved to Ames, Iowa to go to Iowa state university. And I'm in an environment now where you walk p- past people and they speak and they're smiling. But in Chicago, we don't do that. We don't like you walk past and somebody speak, you watching them, you know, as you pass them, things like that. And it's just those th- the environment show me like, wait a minute, there's wait, there's a different side to people. There's a different life here. And, and I, I didn't know that life. So it, it kind of made me just be, you know, be able to say, oh, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Like have conversations with strangers. I wouldn't do that in Chicago. Mm. Like you always on guard. So the first thing was the environment. I was in an environment that was about growth. And not saying you can't have that in Chicago, but I'm saying this environment, every conversation was about, 
all right, what's after college or, you know, what experiences that do you want to have traveling spring break and classes studying and tests. It's like, this is a different type of environment. The second thing, um, my relationship with God got stronger. And I was just like, and I just learned that, man, like anger is not who I am or who I want, who I desire to be. And what I did learn was that I was masking who I really was. And I was using anger as that, that initial introduction. Like, was there a time though, that you did something that you just were not proud of? And you said, listen, let me take a step back and figure out, like, was there a time that you lashed out and you really made you think, or did you just, you just happen to get a stronger relationship with God? Yeah, no, I lashed out a, a lot. And that, that goes into the third, which is my wife, because there were, I'll say people, let me say people, and my wife is included in that. I was at a point where every weekend at school, we were trying to find a fight to get into. We were drinking, we were being aggressive, we were going up to random people, like kind of like the stuff that you see, the boot gang, the boot gang stuff and all that. We were doing that. And one of my guys tell me, he was like, bro, you need to, you need to start rapping or writing or something you were doing too much it was a friend that was like you're doing too much and he introduced me it was two guys uh Stephen James uh introduced me to deaf poetry jam this is about time where you have the deaf poets and black ice and all of them and and uh I look at that and I was like oh that's it and I wrote my first poem and it was about my mother she, you know she wasn't a part of my life and I just felt so much release from that and I just realized like yo I'm angry I'm resentful like there's a whole lot in me and then my wife who who is my girlfriend at the time they had a uh, church on Friday so Fridays were my clubbing days and I would go up to her and be like hey let's hang out on Friday she's like bet let's go to a bible study that was I'm like what a bible you are killing me bible study on a Friday and we started doing that and it was just like, wow, just the change in my environment, the change in uh, the people and all of those things truly helped me to start to, like I had good people in my life that was like, no, look at yourself, bro. Look at you. And um, so my, my wife helped deepen that relationship with God. Friends actually helped me to see that my behavior was, it was going the wrong way. And they introduced me to a new skill set, and I took that and ran with it. Man, so crazy. Let me, the question that I, I still have about this though was in the beginning, before you found God and you really just became more spiritual and understanding who you were, were people telling you that in the beginning that like, yo, you need to, to change, but you were resistant to it? Or it was just like nobody had ever even exposed you to this. So you weren't resistant. You just had never learned about it. And then when you did learn about it, you were like, man, this is a whole nother world over here. Yeah, the reason yeah. why I asked that, I guess the preface it is because for a lot of people, they get into a new environment, but yet they don't open themselves up to be yeah. vulnerable because they yeah. say, no, there's nothing wrong with me. Like there's yeah. something wrong with y'all. And so sometimes it could be, you know, people saying like, Hey, there is something wrong with you. And you looking at it to look yourself in the mirror. Like you said, look at you, look at you. Yeah, yeah. So was that yeah. your case or, or no? What yeah, was no. your case? So I, I was raised in the church. My father always had me in church. But when I, I got to be on my own, I just, I went and wanted to experience different experience. So I was trying everything. I've never tried drugs ever, or smoked anything or anything, any of those things, but I just drifted away from it. 
And yes, people were saying like, bro, you're, you're on one. What, what, what is this? And I'm like, no, you're on one. Right. You know, you, you, that defense mechanism and, and listen, there are parts of you that actually know, you know, that you're not, you've drifted far away from who you are and what you're supposed to do. You know that. And then if somebody points it out, the defense mechanism comes up because you don't want them to think that you know, or you don't want them to think that they're right or that they know who you are supposed to be. When God has put people in my life to identify, hey, bro, you're, I, listen, I had, um, I started doing poetry. I, I had gotten kicked out of school. And um, because again, I was doing poetry, I found an outlet, but I still wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. The president, the vice president uh, was a black dude, he's a Kappa Alpha Psi. And I had to go to him to, to actually try to get reinstated. And my man had a conversation with me. He pulled up my records. He pulled up every, like, it's a different story when, when people can show you receipts. Right, facts. He went from high school. He was like, this is who you were in high school. You can see 3.7 and all this stuff and academic decathlon. He's like, this who this who you are right now. And you see 0.9. You see... 1.9, you see all of the GPA and you see all that change. He said, you out here bullshit. And I mean, and I literally said, are you supposed to curse at students? And he started cursing even more. And he was like, I only curse at the students that, that can win and that's choosing not to. Right. And he was like, your father did everything he's supposed to do to get you here. He ain't go, my college, my father don't even have a high school diploma. He was like, and this is what you're doing with it. And uh, he's like, I can't let you back in school. What you're gonna go do, you're gonna go to the um, DMAC, which is a, um, uh, what do you college. Yeah, 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 yep. Um, so a community college, and he's like, I will let you back in when you bring me back an A. You need, cause you you owe it to yourself. You need, you need to show yourself that you can be this person again. And that was like a really, the first time where I just had to, to look, because again, I had been rejecting everybody else. And my man was like, no, nah, this is who you are. I don't know why you trying to be this, but you, I can't, he had the power to just sign it and say, yes, my man could get back in school. And he said, no. And that right there was a huge eye opener for me. So yeah, there was people saying, bro, what are you on right now? And I'm looking at them like, y'all have the problem, not me. What What is the, you know, so uh, that was a huge wake up call for me, man. And if somebody else is out here that's listening at this or watching this right now, hopefully that's that motivation for them is because you look at just like you said, the receipts, we all can see the path that we were on. We can see the things that made us come alive, but we stopped yeah. doing those things. Yes. And not until, and sometimes it's really what got you there won't get you to the next level or what you even here if you're comfortable. So at those times, you really got to sit back. You got to look at the receipts that you already had and you got to challenge yourself. How can I earn it? Because I think that same thing of what he said, like if I just let you back in, you'll feel like that, oh, it was a slap on the wrist. You could keep yeah. doing it again. But yeah. if now if you got to go to, whatever form it is for you of that incarceration where it's maybe community college where yeah. all of a sudden your egos they like yo what happened you was at Iowa State uh, like yes. oh bro yes. you got a man up you got it yes. you can lie to, to everybody else but at the end of the day you can't lie to yourself every single yeah. day right yeah so, and that's the hard part bro is is how do you stop lying to yourself hmm. um and it, it takes uh real real people around you 
Say that again. I said, let's talk about that. How how do you? Because a lot of people they wake up every single day, and because they don't have accountability partners and they're not yes. putting themselves out to the world, they just continue to lie to themselves for whatever. Yeah. How did you overcome lying to yourself? Yeah. Right. And 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 then start to change it. Because in the beginning, I'm sure you had that man, like forget dude. He ain't wanna let yeah. me forget it. And then all of a sudden yeah. you switched it. Yeah, because it it takes a certain level of awareness, even if you have a small level of awareness, you know, it's be self-aware and then self-correct, right? So I think for me, the way you stop lying to yourself is you have to now go to your own personal receipts. Here, here's what you set out to do. Here's the goal that you set. Are you any closer today? Are you any closer than when you set that goal? Right. And you have, you can literally measure and say, I ain't even, you set out to get a four-year degree. You've been here three years now. Let's look at the credits. Mm. <laughs> have you like three years, you're supposed to be qualified, uh, classified as a junior. Are you classified as a junior? No, barely a sophomore. Mm. So I, you have to have that look like the receipts are there. You can lie. You can lie to yourself and not check the receipts. That's the problem. You're lying to yourself and you refuse to check the receipts. It's like, no, let's check, let's check the receipts on you. Check your own receipts. And you'll start to see that I set this goal, I didn't complete it. I started this, I didn't finish. Uh, I set out to go here, I got kicked out and I quit. I had this job and I quit. I had this job and I got fired. I had this job. You see the receipts on you. right? And then now that is the time to be like, oh shoot. It is me. And this is where you come to the epiphany that like, oh, it's, it is me. So this is what everybody else was saying. And so now that shift has to happen. So you had two choices. You can either stay on the same path and you get the same results, or you can say, all right, all right, I see, I see what's happening. Let me get myself back on, on the right path. And that's what I chose. I enrolled and you were right. Um, I was supposed to enroll in that class over the summer. I did not because I'm on some, oh, man, you don't, you don't know me. I'm going to try to go around you. And I had already said, I'm going to just make my life here in Ames, Iowa. And um, finally in the fall, after that, that, that summer, I was like, okay, it's me. It's me. And so I, I went on ahead and rode that fall. I got the, got the grade I needed, went back to him. He was like, yo, now you ready. Now you ready. Brother. Yeah. So there was, you know, there's a couple other parts of the story that, you know, you, I was mentally there but I now had to get my habits on board. I did get my four-year degree. It took a little, a little longer, but what I was mentally there where I was like, okay, I deserve this. My father deserves to see this. My grandmother, they deserve to see this, right? I was there at that, that place. And then it was when, um, you know, cause I, I had gotten to a point where I'm on the path and then somebody offered me um, a job. The job was paying like 65,000. Well, back then at 22, 23, you're like, oh, I'm balling. I'm balling. Well, so I quit school again. And now I'm at the point where I'm saying to, yo, to school, like, yo, I'm I'm done. Look at, I want you to see how, man, God has just always shown himself. And, and again, this is why I say environment and people. I quit school. I start the job making $65,000 a year. And then I get my wife to bring, come on to the job. So we're making over a hundred thousand dollars together. Well, my um, 
my advisor, every the beginning of every semester, he was like, he would, Mr. Taylor, you have, he's personally hitting me up. You have 18 more credits before you get your degree. Please come back to my office and let's get you back enrolled. And I'm saying to him, like, I'm already making the money I want to make. There's no point in me finishing. Right. The summer, he emailed me. And finally, in the fall, he emailed me and called me to tell me to re-enroll in school to finish. And I'm over here like, and so this is what happened. We make all of this money. We buy a house. We're buying all these, buying all these things, clothes, shoes. And then the company is going under. The first thing that happens is they say, anybody who does not have a degree, because we were doing Be His Services, um, which is uh, teaching young people like uh, how to transition from, you know, uh, out of placement back into the home. Anybody that does not have a degree can't do this job. And I literally go, oh, shoot. Right. So you mean to tell me I quit the job, I quit school to get this job. And now the job is telling me that you need the degree to finish this. I'm probably like, how do you, I can't make this up. So I get laid off from the job and then the company starts to go under. So now my wife has to start looking for new work and we're pregnant. Hmm. So all, this was 2012, all in the same year, I lose my job. She loses her job. We lose our house, water's off. We're doing checking the cash. We're going to food pantries. We're on food stamps, all of these things. And finally, uh, a friend let us sleep in their basement for about four months, four or five months in order to say hi. Like she just let us, her and her husband, they had just gotten married, just bought their house. And they're like, yo, y'all can come stay in our basement. But I'm saying all this to say is I constantly went through this life of just kind of rejecting what was good for me. And because I had this, I still had this thing where it's like, I want to do it on my own and I don't want anybody to tell me anything, but I learned that I was just very hateful and angry and all these things. But that, that fall, I called the advisor and I enrolled back in school. I enrolled back and I ended up getting like a 3.7 GPA. And one of the conversations I had with my uh, wife was, I can't let my daughter come into this world and see your degree and not see mine. Cause she's going to ask, you know, where's your degree at daddy? Hmm. And I'll be cool with telling her I didn't go to college. I chose this path, but I would not be cool with telling her daddy went to college, but I ain't finished. And now I have to look at you and tell you that you have to complete what you started when I didn't set that tone right away. So I got my butt back in school. I graduated spring 13. I came in there spring 02. I actually got my degree spring 13, 2013. So that, and, and it took me losing my home, being on food stamps, having people call me. It took all of that for me to get to the point where I'm like, okay, God, you win. Like, bro, I don't even want to, I even had this last thing. We'd go to the next one. This is what I'm, I'm showing you that these are all facts. I even had a young lady that I dated in, in high school, right? She, she lives in Dallas, Texas. My wife can attest to this. Um, Cause I had to tell her, I'm like, yo, uh, Christina is hitting me up. Dated in high school. She called, we have not talked since my junior year of high school haven't had any conversation 
she Facebooks me and was like, hey, yo, I need to talk to you right now. And I'm like, babe, you know, Christine's hit me up. Just She gets on the phone and she says, bro, I promise you now I'm freaking getting emotional saying this. She says, God told me to call you and tell you to stop running, stop what you're doing and move in a route that he's telling you to do. He's saying there's so much greater for you and you are rejecting. I promise you, I I haven't talked to this girl in I don't know how long. And she randomly reaches out. It was like, I need to talk to you now. She did. I gave her my number. She calls me, says what she needs to say. Here's what. And she's like, that's all I need to say. We don't have to talk about anything else. You have a good day. Hung up the phone. And from there, I knew it, she wasn't on anything. That was the Holy Ghost that you needed to hear, Bruh, I'm like, maybe I'm like, this is crazy. Right. This is, yeah. So, and then from then on, bro, I've been I've been on a, a different path ever since. Hey, Dream Builder, if you're anything like me, you have no idea how to come up with a quality logo or even a creative design. You know that quality is important, but it's not always the easiest to nail down, right? That's where Design Crowd comes in. Whether it's a logo, a website, book cover, or even a social media ad, they have a community of over 900,000 professional designers around the world ready to help solve your creative problem. Head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash Dream Nation to learn more. And just for being a part of the Dream Nation tribe, you're going to receive a special VIP offer when you sign up of up to $150 credit. Now, instead of waiting weeks for an agency to pitch you an idea, you'll be able to get a design of exactly what you need within just three days. So again, head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash dream nation and check it out. Man, I love it. There's so much value in that story, that everybody, but you know the biggest takeaway that I got out of that is what's for you will always be there for you. That's good. Because there's so many times that if you think of, of, you know, uh, college or in your situation, you think of that degree as the woman that's always there for you. (laughs) You keep turning your back on her. You disrespected her. You can did all those things. And for you that's listening or watching this right now, it might not be a degree. It might yeah. be the industry that you're trying to yes. get out of. It yeah. might be the girl that you're trying to get away from, right? Yeah. It might be the weight that you continuously know that you have to lose. Whatever it might be, yes. you look at that. But every single time, it's going to be right there for you with open yeah. arms to say, come back, my brother, yeah. my sister. I yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it wasn't even but just about There's, there's so the much glory degree. in your story. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Praise God. I, I was saying it wasn't even just about the degree. What you're saying is really what it was about. It's about I called you to finish something. Right. Finish it. Okay. It is finished. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't move you forward until you finish what there are certain tools that I needed from you that you will need on this journey, but it's gonna come from you completing this. There are certain things that there's a level of perseverance that I need from you for this journey, but it's going to come from you completing this. And it's like, yo, there's some people out here that you try to go all the way around it, but that very thing that you're avoiding, that's what's needed for your journey. Right. We try to avoid the, 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 the thing that actually 
breaks through the next level. You're like, oh, I want to get to the next level. I want to, oh, I want to get to the next level. That thing right there, this me completing that, that was the breakthrough. That was it. And so, so much value. I think right there, some, somebody can hear this right now and that's all they need to hear to change yeah. their life because we Amen. all have that thing. I mean, I'm thinking of a couple of things right now. You got me back thinking like, Hey, was this that? Like, I, I'm really, and ain't, I ain't got no phone call yet, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna go crazy if somebody called me today and yeah. said, oh, brother, I need you to stop playing. I'm going crazy. Yeah. I'm yeah. absolutely going crazy. Everybody yeah. and, and their mama gotta see this because I'm like, yeah. three hours later, I got that same phone call. This yeah. is not by chance, man. This yeah. is so fire. The one, yeah. so I wanna, I know I definitely gotta be, um, on point with it because we want to give some people some nuggets so you've yeah, been sure. a staple in this webinar game yeah yeah, right? yeah you've been a statement webinars right now i don't think that they're going anywhere because everybody's looking to learn and yeah, everybody yeah. has an expertise in something and yeah. so talk to me about the webinar game how did you decide to get into this game and why is this so valuable that people at least look into being able to deliver their message through any type of a webinar or a master class yeah so um i got in just this this happens from me being in that basement when we lost our home this is where i was introduced to funnel systems period like everybody else i'm youtubing how do you make money online that that was <laughs> how do i make money online and the guy james wedmore uh he put me in his funnel like there was a video the video clicked the link and then it went to a webinar and I was in tune to the whole webinar. I'm just learning. I was like, this is incredible. What the, I'm just learning. And from then on, he's like, about how do you create webinars? Or what was the webinar about? Yeah, so the webinar was about how do you create funnels, funnel systems, period. Like, you know, um, email, automation, all of that, all of those things. That's what his webinar about. He wasn't doing webinar, um, how to do webinars. He was doing how to do funnels. And just taking people, he, the one was talking, teaching me about taking people on a journey, going, taking them to this link, this link, and then adding an upsell where you can, you know, have people purchase. And I'm like, and he introduced me to the idea of selling through automation, automating your sales. And I'm like, this gotta be a scam. And so I get on the, the webinar and everything. And um, I think his program at the time was like 200 bucks. Uh, and I took the risk. I did it. And I learned so much and I started building funnels. Well, from there, um, there was another young lady, Kimra Luna. We see her on Clubhouse often. And I, you know, I collaborated with her now. She is all about launching with webinars. So I said, oh man, that's, that fits my personality. Like I love being, I could be on camera. I could talk to people. Her course is $2,500. And at the time I could not afford it. I even messaged her and told her like, I want to do this, but I can't afford it right now, blah, blah, blah. So she um, she has a 12 month option. She was like, if you can do $200 a month, I'll do it. I cut off our cable, told my wife, I stopped the bowling league that we were doing, all of these things, cause I needed to find these expenses to be able to do it. I told my wife like, yo, this is it. Like this is, I need this information. And she was like, do it. I got the information and then from there, I started applying. I started doing my own webinars. And that's how um, I started getting sales. Like everything I launched was like, yo, I'm, do I'm launching to a webinar. What, what it helps is that in marketing, you need a few things to, to get the sale, right? You need to be able to have um, 
attraction, awareness, attraction, authority. You want to have credibility. You want to be able to have influence with people and you want to build relationship, right? Um, in a webinar, you get to do all of those things in one motion. You get to, from, from the, the, the start of the webinar, you get to have people know your personality. You get to build the trust that is needed. You get to tell, show them receipts. Here's who I've worked with. Here's the results that I've gotten from, from these people. Here's my system. Here's my program. You also get to show them your teaching style. This is So you get to teach something and in a way where they can digest it and feel like, oh, I can apply this now. So you're not just, it's not a sales pitch, but it's literally a way that you can teach and show them like, look, I can, I have stuff that can give you some relief right now. And then at the end, you're, you know, all the, the whole webinar, you've been identifying the problem, this big problem that you want to solve. And then finally at the end, you get to show them the ultimate solution that's going to get them to, to their pinnacle. Like, this is why webinars are so powerful. It's because you literally get to give them a free sample of your entire brand, of your product, your service. You, like, I have my clients do walkthroughs. Like, I want them, I want you to walk through your course with them, show them the inside, log in, show them the inside, play, play the first 20 seconds of a few videos, show them the PDF downloads they're going to get. Like, I have them visually see what is about to happen? What is the information they're about to get? And that changes everything. It disarms people. It gets people very much so comfortable with you. It gets people to visually put a, a their eyes on the product and service. And you get to show them, here's the outcome. And what's dope about showing them the outcome is I, I can show you these people that got the outcome that you're looking for. And so this is the, this is the power of, of that. And what happened was, I'm now, I joined um, uh, ET. So uh, again, a guy I met in um, at Iowa State University, he started being a mentor to me and he would text me every, it's people, like guys always put people in my life, right? He started texting me every single week. Did you go to all your classes this week? I'm like, yep, went to all of them, all of this stuff, because I'm back on track. My man gets a job um, at, at a school in Akadosh's, Texas. He brings me out there. Y'all want you to do some of your spoken word here. Boom, I do it. Then he gets a job at Michigan State University. And he's like a dean or something like that. He was like, yo, do you know ET? Bro, stop playing with me. You already know. Right. You know, he says, I've been showing him your videos. I showed him a couple of your videos because during this time, as I've now learned how to do webinars, I told myself I was going to go live for a year straight, but I ended up doing two years straight, four lives a week. And when it was only just my, it was just my grandmother showing up. I'm like, grandma, you're going to get this work then. And I did it for two years straight lives on Facebook to try to build up my audience and get people to come on my webinars. He showed ET one of my videos. ET was like, yeah, just, yo, give him my number. So I'm like, wait, what? like you about to give me the number now he sends right. me the number i text e there's no response initially i actually have i addressed this with e where you know and i actually have footage of us talking about this um but he says he's like look i'm getting so many texts at the time but what i started doing was i went from texting him at 2 p.m and 3 p.m and 6 p.m to i went and started texting him at 3 30 in the morning right my man said he'd get up at 3.30. I'm now texting you at 3.30. But I wasn't texting him like, put me on. 
I was just texting them, yo, what's going on? This is what I'm doing. Hope you have a good day. This is like, I, it was just, I'm trying to build. Right. And so finally he says, after you see the same number, cause I went 12 weeks straight. It was like 12 or 13 weeks straight, just hitting them up. You see the same number for 12 weeks straight. And finally he's like, you answer back. And he's like, all right, what's going on? So the, his first response back was smart. Cause I just told him like, yo, I'm launching my first webinar um, today. Um, this is what I did. And he was like, smart. Answer back at four o'clock in the morning. And I woke my wife up like, yo, he just responded. Yeah. And she's like, what did he say? I'm like, smart. And she was like, boy, I'm like, no, this is, this is real. Really? So from there, we meet at one of his conferences. He tells me about a program called Extreme Execution. It's $2,500. I'm like, oh my God, it just, why does everything cost? So you know? Payment plan with, with Kimra at this time? No, no, this is after Kimra, right? So I paid her off. This is like, I want to say maybe two years, two years later. So uh, I'm like, why does everything have to cost? But I still haven't fully made it to the point where I just got, 2500 to drop you know so again um we had at the time we had literally like maybe 2500 or 2700 in our savings I look at my like wife and i'm like she's like go ahead we do it we both get certified in extreme execution i immediately started there's like we were the founding members and there's like 10 other coaches in there as well i immediately started teaching them about funnels because the coach is like, yo, how do I now make money? I start serving. I, I even started my own call on Wednesdays. Every Wednesdays, people start looking forward to my call. Finally, E and um, Lashana, who is this COO, reached out and was like, yo, we want you to do a funnel for us for extreme execution. Mm. And I was like. So why did you go back? I'm curious. Why did you go back to funnels instead of just teaching them how to do a webinar? Yeah, that's what I mean. They wanted me to do a webinar funnel. Got it. Okay. All yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I was teaching people how to do their own webinar funnels. Yeah. So I mean, in the funnel where we just say funnel, but yeah, webinar funnel, and they were like, "Yo, we want you, um, we want you to teach us how to do, you know, set one up for it." Not teach them. They were like, "You set it up, you do it, and all that stuff." So we flew out Detroit. We sat down with Nikki and everybody, Carl, everybody, and had to talk about it. We launched that thing and boom, we hit six figures in two days. And uh, from there, he was like, all right, let's talk about a real contract. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So from there, we we actually got a contract. I think we do like, um, we're gonna end up doing like seven funnels total for different parts uh, of the business, um, which is incredible. And then from there, it just so many other people came um, from there and then we just started skyrocketing from there like um uh, we, we we have a team now and all that you have a partner with this no it was just it was just me and um it was just me and wifey and wifey was still working at her job at the time so you talk and, about to do funnels too yes i'm like yo i'm like bang. <laughs> yeah I, so literally because i was I knew how to build them, but I didn't know, I don't know anything about graphic design. So in that moment, I now have to have wifey. I'm like, babe, I need you to do this. Well, wifey is great at, she, for what we do, she handles all proposals, contracts. She deals with the lawyers, CPA, all of that stuff. 
And so, yeah, we got her on, but it wasn't directly what I needed right then, which was how do we design this funnel? Like in the graphics, I'm used to doing my own stuff, right? which I can move and be like, no, oh, this is okay. And I can still move forward, but this is E now. So we had to hire somebody else. So the money I got initially, I, I literally end up just giving it to other people so we could build it. It was more important for me to hit a home run right. than to make money. It, like, that's what I focused on. So I was like, look, they're paying, paying us this much. And my wife looking at me like, what are we going to have? I'm like, we're going to have the opportunity and we're going to have the results. Facts. That's what I'm begging on. We're going to get these results and then that's going to carry over. And that's what happened. So I had to quickly get a team together and, and they rocked it. You know, uh, I did the copy. Um, and, and then we had some people do the graphic design. We had some people do the setups, all of that stuff. And then we rocked it. Yo, so fire, my brother. That's yeah. the power of having a dream. And yeah. just like you said, having extreme execution yes. on the mindset. I'm going to make yeah. it work. I'm gonna, it's about the opportunity, right? It's not about the transaction. So yeah. fire. Yeah. You know, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I guess the one thing that I want to ask you, I guess there's a couple of things that I want to ask you. First being, knowing what you know now and how much wiser that you are from when you first started, if there was one thing that you wish that you would have implemented sooner to accelerate your path to where you are now, what would that one thing be? Yeah, I, I think I would um, submit more uh, to, to people that love me. Uh, I was I was fighting and I wasn't submitting to the voice of the people that were actually showing and demonstrating that they loved me. Right. And they had my best interest at hand. That that would have saved me um, a lot of headache, uh, saved me a lot of mistakes and uh, would have got me on a path much quicker. But I mean, I'm still here. It just took longer. But I, I still got to where I, I needed to get to. Uh, I think that would be the biggest thing. It's like there are people in your life that literally are giving you feedback, not because they want to have one up on you, not because they think they're better than you or they've made it, you know, um, and you haven't, but literally just because they want to see you win. And I, I had never experienced any, anything like that. I didn't I didn't even go to my high school reunion because I don't I don't have any relationships like that where it you know my best friend now Rashard when I first went to his house my man was like yo I'm cooking you want me to throw you some tilapia on and he'll tell you this you want me to throw you some tilapia on here and I'm like you gonna cook for me and I'm immediately thinking like oh what do you want you know because you're not gonna do this for anything and he genuinely is like no I'm just I'm breaking bread with you it's like wow this is you know and um, for me, these were things that I, I just weren't, wasn't willing to submit to right away. And um, I think that that cost me. Cool. Man, the, uh, the, the other question that I have is if you could have dinner, I know you've obviously been around E.T., one of the goats of, of our decade and our generation. But if you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, and don't say Jesus, because ah. everybody says Jesus. Ah, no, I wouldn't if you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, and you can ask them one question, who would it be and what would you ask? Yeah, um, 
You t- is it outside of E? Because I would probably still say E to I'm sit down. <laughs> I would probably still. Kind of people would be like, ah, oh, but you can ask E that one question, right? I can't. I can't ask him that one question. But I've never actually had a. Uh, well, I mean, okay, I've had a group dinner. I, I haven't had a one-on-one dinner with them, okay, um, which would be dope. But I, yeah, so, but I would say um, somebody that are that is at the top of my industry um, for me. Uh, is Billy Jean? Mm-hmm. You are you familiar with Billy Jean? Yeah, we've had him on the show. Billy Jean is a oh what? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh word! That's what's up. That's what's up. I gotta watch that Drake now. I gotta watch that. So, um, I would wanna I would wanna sit down with with my man and just have a dinner. I love the way his mind thinks. Um, I would ask him like you know our business is you know at it is at the point of a scale right where we're gonna hit that that you know, seven plus um, this year, right? But my man is made, you know? Um, but He's a pioneer in the industry. What? What's that one question would you ask him? So, oh man, I can't, I don't, the one question, um, right now he just retired. So I, I think my question would be, uh, you know, what, what was his exit strategy or did he have the same exit strategy? Cause I'm always thinking about how do we get out? What, what's the next? So what is he doing now that, that made him exit the digital world and move into the space that he's in now? I want to know those steps. And then what are you actually doing right now? That is helping you maintain what you have and, and continue to have, you know, for your daughter and, and for your legacy. I probably want to dig Maybe dig we'll somewhere into that. That connection for you. Billy came on the show, dropped a lot of value, a lot of game. Definitely yeah. super dope guy, but we'll, we'll see what we can do, man. This has been a phenomenal conversation, my brother. If nobody else has told you today, I want to be the first one to say thank you, and yeah. I appreciate you. For anybody who wants to stay in touch with you, and I'm sure there's going to be so many people that are inspired by your stories and they want to stay connected, where can they find you at? Yeah, so you can always just go to my Instagram at Words Taylor. Um, you can visit my website as well, wordstaylor.com. I got a couple of freebies there. Um, and you can also be able to text me there. You'll see that link on either on my Instagram or at wordstaylor.com. You can always find me there. We'll make sure that we put all of the links in the show notes. Um, yeah. Yeah, and man, this is phenomenal conversation. And and just as you said, right, you had to have extreme execution and everybody yeah. that's out there in Dream Builder Nation and definitely just Dream Nation as a whole. We all got a dream, but if yeah. we put action behind those dreams, as you already know, that dream that you have will only merely be a fantasy. Let's go. This Let's one, go. We're gonna catch you on the next one. Let's get it. Yeah. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.